sure if I'm here, but are you? As far as I know, I am here and present for whatever we're doing right now. So yes. <laughs> okay, great. So why don't you introduce just the name of the podcast because that's as far as we can go. Absolutely. I'd love to. This is the Ninth Hold Podcast, episode one with Aubrey and Elena. That's it. We're here now. It's true. <laughs> we are. I'm, I'm taking a sip of hot tea to just make sure my vocal cords are nice and relaxed. One nice second. Nice and relaxed. Just warm up. Warm them up. Mine just seized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm ready now. That's all it takes. Um, so, you know, I just thought we would just talk about whatever happened today, because I don't know how to start this otherwise. So why don't you tell me something that happened to you today? I mean, Elena, I haven't done anything in the past three weeks. So the most exciting thing that happened to me today is that I walked out to my mailbox to get my mail. And you left your shoes on, though. I did. I did. I wore shoes today because it helps me feel more productive with my time and like I heard them clacking around. It's just, it makes me feel like I'm in motion towards something with my boots on my feet, just clomping away, if that's a word. Clomping? <laughs> I think, yeah, is that a word? Yeah, cl- horses, right? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, clomping. I was clomping around in my boots, walking towards a destination. I don't know what the destination <laughs> is, but with this COVID-19 situation, I'm just out here doing my best anyway so yes i was wearing shoes going to the mailbox to get my mail um (laughs) and that's all i did today what happened to you what happened to me today i mean a lot honestly happened to me today like what (laughs) oh you know just the usual um no nothing happened to me today i just put on pants yeah Exactly. You put on pants, I put on shoes. We both did as much as we could. Together, we almost have a full outfit. <laughs> Together, we make the bottom half of a mannequin. To, to that, I say, cheers, America. Clink. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That sounds like a pretty decent day. <laughs> I mean, in the state of COVID, what makes a good day? Like when you don't have a fever, really. That's yeah. When you have a it. when you have a job, you know, it's just like when you have a job and when your body temperature is at a solid like ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety seven. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't really know the tech the technical specs of body temperatures. <laughs> I think most people ride between a ninety seven and a ninety nine. Yeah, that's that's really hard. <laughs> We are, we are not offering um, medical advice on this podcast. I just want to make, make that clear. I'm a doctor. Make that perfectly clear before anyone refers back so to this. <laughs> so this podcast is actually two doctors. I'm fully a doctor. Aubrey is absolutely a doctor. <laughs> and Elena, you're going to get us sued. By who? I don't know. Our audience. By who? Or someone in our audience. Is your mom going to sue us? Anyway, so. <laughs> Hit reply all and send, okay, thanks. 
what is this? That is my favorite reply all. Someone replied all ones with a question mark. <laughs> the entire company. <laughs> they replied all with a fucking question mark. That's incredible. It was brilliant. And then they were like, disregard. That's modern art. <laughs> like... Yeah, I will disregard. Was someone supposed to regard that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I would print that email out and put it in a filing cabinet. (laughs) Treasure. Oh, that's so funny. I would put it in the Wayfair treasure chest that I didn't buy. The pirate-themed storage section. Oh (laughs) my god. That was for you in a different phase of your life. You've outgrown that treasure chest. Have it's a hard I? thing for me oh to my say. god, oh my god, wait. The other day, yesterday, I was on Amazon looking for like a planter because I want to uh, give one of my plants a little more space. Yeah. And this crazy planter came up. It was all like like natural wood. And it was uh-huh. like Imagine like a platform with a stick in the middle, like a like a stem in the middle, and then it had like four like little chains coming off of it, like tiny little chains, like Ooh, I like hate, a, I hate the sound of. And this. they were little little barrels. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see that. It was like four little barrels, and they had like little iron like trim on them, and it was just more pirate themed. Oh my god! It was like this tiny little thing, and I was like, <laughs> "Who is shopping for this?" I'm so nervous to visit your apartment and just find it has become a treasure trove of pirate-themed furniture. <laughs> well, I didn't buy it, nor did I buy the treasure chest. Right? Or did I? <laughs> um, no, but no pirate theme is so out. Breaking news that Hollywood reporter oh Aubrey God. and Elena hate <laughs> this man. <laughs> God, so real. Uh, I will go see a Godier show though. Got ye. I don't really. I don't really know how to it's say. Got ye, like got you. Got ye. Got ye. Got ye. Yeah, got ye. Yeah. Got ye. He's Australian, go so that. he's ridiculous. Are you oh kidding me? A got ye show? <laughs> I would be first in line. I would go to the actual box office to buy a ticket for that. <laughs> I would too. I would go to the actual Ticketmaster box office and be like, one please for the got ye show. I would fly, I would fly to Ticketmaster Australia. Well, that's big of you. <laughs> As you can tell, this podcast has no real direction. However. That is not true. <laughs> That is not true. Do not lead them astray. I shouldn't set the mood in that <laughs> tone. You're right. That was wrong. I take it back. This podcast has a lot of direction, and we're gonna we're gonna start moving that way at some point. I don't know when, not yet, but no, we will. Well, you know, I just tried to use my notebook as a touchpad, and that was a weird feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that really can't threw me off. <laughs> Can't say I haven't been there, you know? <laughs> um, no, but I think that, I think that it is interesting that we're in the time of COVID and we're in the time of Corona and we're in the time of 
you know, quarantine where mm-hmm. it seems everything has stalled. Right. Um, and by seems, I mean has. Um, and I guess that's kind of like a fancy little segue into kind of what we wanted to talk about today. You know how everything's kind of stalled right now, right? Like we're not going outside. We're not going to concerts. We're not socializing in public. So, like, I guess people are learning new ways to communicate with each other, and along with what they're communicating is what is cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I couldn't be more excited to elaborate on that today. <laughs> My point was, I'm, I feel that the segue of us talking about putting on pants and putting on shoes and not doing much... It's kind of interesting since the topic we want to cover today, which has a really broad title of what is cool, is kind of hard to, I guess, put your finger on now because we're learning new ways to define that, I suppose. Well, yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. And I feel like one thing I've been thinking about as you and I have been kind of deciding, like, okay, we're going to start this thing and talk and kind of just like figure out what the mixed bag is that we're going to pull from. I think talking about what's cool, and especially in the time of COVID, like you're talking about, is especially interesting as it pertains to, like, technology and how people are interacting. And, like, you and I were talking about Vine and TikTok and how um, there was an article that came out about how TikTok was suppressing posts from certain people. And it's, like, how people kind of pick and choose what they're going to subscribe to and indulge themselves in to like subscribe to a certain orientation of what cool is so I think yeah I think there's a lot to talk about there and I think I think that we should just jump right in what is cool what is cool and what what I mean Elena and I obviously I mean it's not obvious to people who don't know us but Elena and I are very close friends we used to be roommates and we spend a lot of time sort of just like talking about what we are paying attention to in art and pop culture and music and just as friends and pals it's kind of where our conversation organically and naturally goes but I think there are a lot of different nuances and tendencies to how people um, determine what they want to sort of just be exposed to culturally and how they um, just go about their time and consumption on like on your cell phone, on Instagram, on social media, with music, with movies and television, whatever it is, so, or fashion even. There's so many different mediums to cover, really. But all that to say, I think with Elena and I, we, we spend a lot of time just, I don't know, tossing these things back and forth between one another, and we have a pretty good sense of how how we sort of like to engage and indulge in that stuff and I don't know it's just it's kind of it's kind of curious to think about how like the population at large does that I mean I think you and I are kind of a microcosm of how a lot of different um just social groups and friends and people just determine what is cool to them yeah I mean I think when I was like in high school I knew what I liked I knew when I was, like, young, I guess I should say, like, younger, 
Um, I knew, I knew what I liked. It was like very intrinsic to me. I didn't really have to think about it too much or I didn't take any input from the outside world to determine that. I mean, more than like my next door neighbor being like, I like the Backstreet Boys and now you like them. And I was like, exactly. (laughs) They were right. I was like, (laughs) she was absolutely correct. And I did. And I do. And I was four, I think when she told me that, and I was just like, Whatever you like, mm-hmm. I like. And be- that was because the threshold of information that I, like, my threshold was just, like, what is this neighbor, this neighbor of mine is the threshold. Right. She knows something. She's a year older than me. She's five. I'm four. She knows something I don't. Also, the music fucking slaps. <laughs> that is for sure. So... When she's like, I like the Backstreet Boys, and so now you do, it wasn't like, I wasn't like making a conscious choice to be like, I don't know, is that cool to like it? Mm -hmm. I was just like, you're right, and it's good. So it was like, I guess that like miniature, like tiny version of someone influencing me and also me making a choice that I did like it kind of I think is still how people figure things out now it's just that like abstract of like like is it cool because you said it's cool or is it cool Mm -hmm. because it's good or is it ironically cool because it's abstract to the masses and it's like they like it it's that thing of okay so we were just talking about the killers last night and by last night i mean last night into today into five minutes ago (laughs) in in perpetuity in perpetuity (laughs) and we will continue to talk about the killers for as long as we live so yeah exactly i will talk about the killer i will haunt a random house (laughs) and wake them up in the middle of the night and say hey and they're like, yo, what the fuck? You're a ghost. And I'm like, no, 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 dude, it's fine. Right. Just put on Sam's town and shut the fuck up. Like, I will haunt Same. someone about this. But all of that to say, I think the killers are actually a really good example of, like, appealing to the masses. And also people who kind of have this abstract of, like, what is cool also agreeing that the killers are fucking awesome right but also there's a group of people who are like they're overrated blah blah blah. and it's like why are you so mad Mm -hmm. because i can't find a reason to just i mean whatever preferences subjectivity whatever but i feel like some of the people i hear saying like i don't like this are just doing it to try to be outside of that like like they're like trying to be like so abstract in their own point of view that it's like Dude, just like enjoy something. <laughs> like just just right. like, like this. there there are there are things that you can scientifically break down to prove that they are good. <laughs> and today and... we will have that scientific <laughs> breakdown for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like with music especially, like there are certain things that are like undeniably appealing in music that you are supposed to like. Yeah, that's the point. The fucking point. <laughs> I think what you were saying about your neighbor being your, like, only point of reference at a certain point of time, it's it's interesting to think about how 
you don't really move beyond that for a while. And I remember for myself personally, whenever I was a kid and learned about the Backstreet Boys, I would go on the AOL message boards and there were Backstreet Boys message boards and I would go on there and just like (laughs) click around as a kid. Oh my God, I had to have been like seven. And I, and that's sort of how I started moving out beyond what like my neighbor would tell me. It's like, okay, there's more, there's like a bigger world and there are people that have opinions similar to mine and like how do I find those people on these boards and like talk about the songs that AJ sings the most on because those are my favorite (laughs) songs and I would go and find them and I would be like, hell yeah, these are my people. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's so funny, but it's true. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. And that I think is interesting, an interesting point of being like, you were looking for like-minded, like-minded individuals to talk about your interests and, I think in adult world, sometimes it's hard. Well, I think in our industry in particular, it's kind of hard sometimes to find those people because a lot of the energy in this in this industry in entertainment and music is to be like the forefront, to be the person who knows everything, that's heard everything. And it's kind of hard to connect with people when everyone's trying to be like first or every and everyone's trying not to like I was thinking about this earlier like nobody in this industry is okay with saying they don't know something or okay with saying they haven't heard something like no one will ever say to you like if you're like have you heard of this band they're never gonna say no they're gonna be like I don't know maybe right and I think that's super interesting because I think I think that's what people are most afraid of a lot of the times is something they don't know anything about. So it's like this weird and just like basic instinct to like be not want to seem like you don't know about something. It's so stupid though. Right? Isn't it weird? Like I just think like who can like I'm so I it only happened like pretty recently, maybe in like recent I mean like the last like six years, five, six years. I've become super okay with when someone tells me something, I'm like, okay with saying, I literally don't know what that is. Right. Like, I don't know what that is. And I'm not saying that in any subjective, there's like no pretense to me sharing with you that I don't know it. It's just that I, I don't know it. And it's the same thing I feel sometimes when I like, when there's like, breaking news <laughs> like you know breaking yeah. whatever like music industry news entertainment news like i feel like i can't share those moments with people that are i consider my peers at times because it's like the response is oh i already knew that or like yeah i saw mm-hmm. it's like i figured you idiot i right. figured that you saw it i would just like to talk about it with you now how do you already have a fully formed opinion on this? Can we talk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. People do just want to come across like they know. I mean, it's just like, it's a, it's a confidence thing. It's like, are you confident in what you're bringing to the conversation and what you're bringing to um, just like the table as far as culture and like your participation in it? And obviously like, when you look at something like Twitter or even Instagram and there's just things firing off absolutely all the time, it's like 
nobody has the bandwidth to main just like, maintain all of that like and keep up with it and i think i think a lot of people are are like kind of reconciling with that a little bit it's like okay you don't have like a you can't know everything b you don't have to know everything yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay to have have parts of it that are just kind of left unknown a bit and you have to you have to make an effort to to like integrate it into your kind of just arsenal of information if if you if it's a priority and if it's not then you don't have to i don't know it's it's some weird like internal struggle well i think a part of that in my humble opinion a lot of that part of it no how much of it i don't know an amount of it stems from people knowing that so much of at least in our industry entertainment is kind of a guessing game it's kind of a game of like who do you know who trusts you what why are you a tastemaker are you a tastemaker are you someone who or like once you get to a certain point you know when you're like like a senior in a senior but c-level position i mean you're not i i wouldn't say people at those levels are like always considered tastemakers they're just kind of like amplifiers so i think it's it's something maybe in our age age range when you're between i don't know 19 and your mid 30s maybe where you're kind of somewhere between learning and being a tastemaker and um, like you're getting closer to wanting to be someone who can amplify things um it's like it's such right. a giant gap between you know being a tastemaker and being someone who is in charge of amplifying what you know being in a powerful position to amplify i think right. yeah yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I also think, I just think it's interesting because the people who are in those positions of who are amplifying that message like you're talking about, they came up in such a different e ecosystem and under such different circumstances that it's, it's just so different. It's so vastly different and changing all the time. And it's, it's pretty interesting to have conversations with people who have been in this equation in some way or another mm -hmm. for a long time. And like whether it's an artist or um, someone in the entertainment industry or I don't know, just anyone tangential to any of that. It's just like, I think everyone's sort of going through the same, um, having similar conversations with people around them whenever they're trying to, to just figure it, figure it out and figure out how to navigate it. Really. I think the thing about it that kind of stresses me out though I think like personally is is that I I have a firm grasp most of the time on on what I like and what I don't like and and I'm also I would I think I'm pretty open to learning new things especially right. from people who are younger than me um about just about anything i'm very open to that and obviously people older than me if it's something i find interesting or not if it's just new information and i feel like i could learn something whatever i feel very open i should say so i think what i struggle with and sometimes with my peers um you know people my age people who are in the same kind of job 
level or whatever is that thing of like I am I'm working really hard personally to be to be the same person to everyone and to have the same and to share the same perspective like share who what I think is cool what I don't like whatever I want to share that and be like completely consistent throughout and I feel that I don't understand how people do that in some of these spaces when they can't even define what it is that that they consider cool or what they consider right. relevant. It's like I don't know how how do you keep up with people in your circle? How do you keep up with the perception you put out in the world? How do you keep up just like how do you follow like what are you following? When I feel like it's so abstract sometimes, um, like I can't even keep up with whatever it is, I guess. I mean, I think that makes that makes me think about what you were saying about when you're young and you just like know what you like intrinsically and you just kind of always go back to that sort of like point of center mm -hmm. and just do what you like and like what you like. And I think a lot of the the times I see people who are kind of like adhering to pop culture and like what's cool in the way that you're talking about where it's like how do you even you can't even define what you're trying to accomplish or what you're trying to do you're just in this constant like state of motion towards something and yeah. you, you clearly don't have uh, I mean it's not a even necessarily direction because people are working toward like people ch change direction and pivot around to different things all, that they think are cool all the time but it's it's just you don't have this like, point of reference beyond what is being presented to you yeah. by um whatever it might be i don't know and i guess that's kind and that's kind of where to me the conversation is interesting because people are using these different touchstones and different um, just platforms and people and things to to sort of turn to to tell them what they should be doing or what they should be liking and it's it's so interesting to see it change so often and and see people kind of like panic sometimes whenever yeah. they don't know where to go or what to look to and um, I think especially whenever you see I think about like bands who get called out you know and I mean maybe that's like a very specific example but I think I think that's been something that's, that's happened a lot in the past couple years and I I know I was we were talking the other day and I was mentioning to you like it's so interesting to me that um International Women's Month just fully got, got like pushed under the rug this year, unfortunately. And it's yeah. like, on one hand, of course, I get it. Like March was not great. It wasn't great at all. I think we can all agree. It was a tough bad, one. Bad month. Bad between, month. Between coronavirus and like, I even think back to the tornadoes in Nashville and God. how terrible that was and that that was all in March. And um, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of like room to talk no, about about no Mar March that. International Women's Month, but um, anyway, I just think it's worth mentioning that that happened and, and whatever, but... It did happen. <laughs> it it happened. happened. It happens. We had like a day of people posting on Instagram, but it should have been more. I don't Either even way. think I saw any of it, to be honest. I, yeah. I really don't. I think it's interesting to 
think about that kind of panic moment I was mentioning when people don't know what to do or what is cool or what isn't cool, what's what's up, what's down. Like whenever you see um, certain people kind of just get like pushed out of the limelight of what was once cool and is now kind of debatable and seeing how people who like really depended on things like that to identify kind of their um, just their stance in that game and then the way people react and how it how it becomes such a divisive thing where there's people who are so anti and there are people that are so for and it, I just think it's it's this interesting like polarization that um, is kind of triggered by people being lost in that in that like assuredness and in that uh, just like firm conviction they had in something and then to see see it all shift and move around is always just so interesting to me yeah I was thinking about it like a mirror facing a mirror you know and you're like looking at yourself in a mirror but there's also a mirror behind you reflecting that you can't like look around it it kind of is it reminds me of that in a way um because you're reflecting yourself at yourself constantly and whatever you give that mirror Mm -hmm. is going to give the other mirror in perpetuity again forever um, it's like the that thing of like assimilating into something that is also assimilating into some undefined space. It's forever. It there's no like there's no way you can keep up with that. I think of like all of the like hype beast kind of energy <laughs> where I'm like, hype what beast kind even, of energy? Oh what are you God. guys doing here? Because that shit to me is just like bucket hats. Am I wrong? Is that not like I mean, I like them. I think I think that some people can pull them off pretty well, so I will I love bucket hats. We love hats. bucket hats. We just want to be clear, like it's nothing against bucket hats here. My favorite bucket hat was denim and it had embroidered purple thread and it said Sunset Beach because I love oh, going there. I love that. <laughs> Mine was red and blue paisley pattern. Of course it was. Loved it. Yeah, anyway, so this is a bucket hat. This is hat. not, we're not <laughs> slamming the hat. Bucket okay? hat friendly podcast is, want to make that clear. I think about the people I know who are so hype beastie, so like gotta mm-hmm. be on the drop, gotta know what's cool. When I see it, like what they think is cool, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, all right, let me hold on. What it, what is this? Because just, to me, it just looks like clothes. I know that makes me sound like an idiot. Oh, Lena, okay how dare you? I know. I'm okay with sounding like an idiot, but I mean it in such a nice way. I mean I it know. in, like, the most positive way. Right. It's clothes. It is, it is clothes. Right, like, sincerely, this is clothes. <laughs> I cannot figure out why I would need it when I can go on Amazon and buy a Hanes hoodie in, you know school bus yellow and it looks fucking sick (laughs) anyway i know (laughs) i could buy you know a name brand item that has the tag in it but one no one sees the tag unless i'm like bro looking at the tag isn't that crazy it's like you're paying it's crazy it's (laughs) a very small tag like very small very small but very expensive and it means a lot it does. All the right. tag is is a badge that says I'm in this now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm here now and I'm a part of it. And now we're all in the same club. 
I'm not interested. I want a subscription to National Geographic. <laughs> Do they still make that? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know if they have it physically. That's kind of sad if they don't. Yeah. It's like normal to buy things because of the culture. That you like. And that you like. Yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of the time, people who maybe don't have, like, a center <laughs> that they can fall back to, um, as we kind of were talking about earlier, maybe try to fill themselves up with the views of others so that they have something to talk about. And I don't know, it seems like that's a good way to move through life sometimes if you don't really know who you are maybe you latch on to someone who really knows who they are or seems like they do and kind of mimic mirror that and assimilate into that space yeah try to fit in i guess if they if they look like they know what they're doing and if you act like them then you also look like you know what you're doing and here's the truth people <laughs> no one knows what they're doing because everyone's doing yeah. that you heard it here first. Name someone who's not doing that. Name someone who's there not. There is no person. Everyone is doing that. It's that thing of, like, did everyone get the rule book and I mm -hmm. didn't? No. You write the rules. Right. You do. And, I mean, I think that's, like, another thing I've been thinking about a lot as far as what is cool. It's, like, I what isn't cool, you know? It's, like, what's what isn't the destination of what is like you're trying to attain and what other people are going to acknowledge once you achieve and once you get to a certain place you know and it, I think I think it's interesting to think about um coolness and how it's it's really not a destination you know like you're not like once you get somewhere in, or achieve something or attain something it, you have to move to something else, inevitably. That's so Because life true. just keeps moving. So whenever trying to attain a certain status of coolness, it's like I just, for me personally, I can't compute that necessarily. And whenever people are, like, whether it's supreme like you were saying or it's like trying to do something or like, I don't know, come across as a type of way to to like appeal to kind of that that like group mentality we were talking about. It's it's just interesting to think like, okay, but then what? Once what? Once you have that coolness or what that so called coolness, then what? What's next? Like, what do you do with that? I think personally, a lot of people don't realize that they have the power to define what it is. Yeah. I think that's the interesting thing is like you can define it and kind of see who comes along with you. I mean, this is talking in like a very specific sense, but I think in art or music or culture or entertainment, it's like not even who has the loudest voice. I mean, that obviously matters, but also it's, if you can convince someone that two plus two is five and, like, do it right, people will believe you. Like, you don't, like, you don't have to try, like, that hard, I think. If you trust it and if you believe in it and if you have a vision, I think people, the right people for you will follow along. I've never felt, personally, never felt fulfilled 
um, trying to accommodate other people. I've, I've, I've tried that a lot. I, you know, friend relationships, work relationships, romantic relationships. I've tried the thing of like trying to accommodate what someone wants me to be or accommodate, um, the environment around me. Uh, and of course I know how to read a room. Sure. Don't get crazy. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm not going into that room. Like, what does this room want from me? What does this person want from me? I go into it open to hearing, you know, and being present and being available. But I think people are afraid to stand by something. And I think that kind of ties into the continual, like, you know, snowball of, or like, uh, what is that thing in the desert? (laughs) The thing that, tumbleweed. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I was like sand, sand. <laughs> like the t- like uh, I was thinking of just something that has like a seemingly mindless route in perpetual motion. Sure. I c- physically cannot imagine. I mean, I know there's business language and friend language, but not sticking to your guns and just kind of trying to fit into every situation. It's kind of like, what are you adding? It's. It, I mean, I think that you and I, collectively, from our our many years, sort of working in the music and entertainment and art and like pop culture space it's you you see it day after day and time and time again and it gets to a point where it's like it's one of those situations where like do you laugh or do you cry at how depressing and sad it is or do you just (laughs) laugh and say like okay this is just the way this works and I am I'm here and I I guess I'm a part of this now I guess I'm a part of it but I mean I think I think what you said was was interesting about how you you don't you don't go necessarily go into a room anticipating something getting something out of it and I completely under, like, understand that feeling and feel that way too and I think it's it's interesting that there are so many people who operate on this sort of like barter economy for what is cool and i I, then i think it's like well yeah it's like imagine it's that thing of like i'm okay here here's a nice example so uh, here here, let me set the scene okay yes please 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 it's i'm gonna get real detailed Mm. (laughs) it's i love a story yeah okay so here's where we're at it's october and we are getting off of the g train and we're walking, and we're like, I'm really excited to go to this show to see this band because it's sold out, and we are so lucky. We got on the guest list, blah, blah, blah. They had a pitchfork, 8.9. Woo! Wow, we're so lucky to go <laughs> see this buzzing band. Subtext for everyone who is listening. That's my fucking nightmare situation. <laughs> I don't care. So we get in there, and here's the scene. It's Everyone who thinks they're anyone in the young entertainment industry, plus, like, some, maybe some executive-level people, and everyone in there believes in their fucking core that they deserve to be there more than anyone else, and it's this continuous oscillation of, like, I'm here because I deserve to be. 
but I'm also here because I'm super interested in the culture. But also, I need to be here because I'm working. But also, I'm here because I know it's cool. But I'm here also because I don't really care and I'm just so lucky I got in and I, I could have done anything with my night. It's that oscillation between, like, I need to be here and it's I absolutely don't give a shit. That drives me nuts. It's like, been such an inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so do you want to be here because you like the music? Are you going to post something on Instagram and be, like, a dick about it? Like, you're so lucky to be in the room, but, like, post, like, a stupid, like, hang ten emoji. Because, like, God forbid you seem interested in it. But, like, why can't we just, like, like shit? I don't know. Like, why? like when I go to a show... And let me be clear, I used to go to a lot of shows. Yeah, me for, too. For, for these reasons, that was like, I just need to be in that room because I need everyone to know that I was there. Yeah. And now I only go to shows if I want to hear the music. Right. That's it. Like, in the past, like I mentioned, in the last three years, I've gone to see, like, Diana Ross by myself at Radio City. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction by myself to see right. Stevie Nicks, and it was supposed oh, yeah. to be Radiohead, but it wasn't. So, like, I, I just don't understand the thing of, of, like, the oscillation between, like, just showing up to prove you're there, but also, like, being aware that it's cool. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's it's the subscription thing. It's, like, people, people need to at least get a... a, a Seven week or seven week, seven day. Oh my god, <laughs> a seven day free trial. You know, it's like people need to go and at least like taste it and see like what is this. And it's it's so annoying and dumb because it's like okay, you yeah. just want to go like scope out what what could like potentially serve you and what's coming. I think think about all the bands and the artists and the musicians and the talent. I don't. I don't think this is the same. The energy is probably a little bit different in like traditional talent, but music specifically. Think about all the bands that played like Bowery Ballroom or you know fucking um, what's the Troubadour or whatever before you know they took off yeah. and like everyone was prying down the door to get in, and now they're like they're like fourth line down on a festival poster and it's like embarrassing if that's what you go see at 4 p.m. <laughs> At Bonnaroo. Yeah. Like, it's, like, embarrassing now. I know. And I oh literally God. don't understand that. <laughs> like, I know. What, like, what changed? Because uh, they're playing the same music that you were, like, busting up the promoter to get on the guest list for. I don't know. I feel like the last time I felt that way, honestly, I was, like, 22, and it was, like... Purity ring was exploding. Oh my god! I yeah, I was there for that explosion for sure. And I begged my boss at the time to put me on the guest list for their show at Bowery Ballroom, and I uh -huh. felt like I was on top of the world because I got to see them on, at Bowery Ballroom at the peak of their like, you know, crossing the line into, you know, being popular moment. And I was like, right. I've never been cooler in my life. <laughs> Which is what wrong. Is, what is it about that moment, that, like, crossover moment that you have to witness? Otherwise, you just, 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then some people that sticks with them into their late twenties and their thirties, and it's just it perplexes me beyond reason. Yeah. Like, how do you not just like what you like at this point? Why do you have to, like, put a disclaimer on shit to make it clear where your stance is? Like, why can't something just, like, just air your shit and own it? Just own whatever you've done. Well, yeah, and I I think what you were saying about how people have way more influence and impact than they even realize. Mm-hmm. And... I saw an article or a tweet or something recently saying that, like, influencer culture is kind of going away now. Oh, my God. Like, I saw pe- that, too. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What What was that? I don't know. I saw someone posted on Instagram, and she was just like, well, <laughs> nice, well, nice yeah. long lasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't read the article, so I'm not 100% sure what it said, but I thought that that was, that was interesting, and I'm not surprised that... I don't know. I just don't think people are looking to that quite as much now that everything online is just becoming all access all the time. And especially right now in the time of COVID where everyone is just home and on the internet all day. All day. Like every, what is anyone else doing? I mean. I could start a Zoom chat with people. I I could send the same link to everyone I've texted in the last five years and they'd all join. (laughs) Exactly. They would all, they'd be like, yeah, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't I join this? I tr- I literally tried that the other night and everybody joined. I know, <laughs> it was I was there. Incredible, you were there. And I. it wasn't as surprising as I thought because everyone had somehow met someone else. Like even down to my like high school friend, Adam, yeah. he met my improv friend, Andrew. Wow. And then he was like, oh, we met. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> This wasn't as random as I thought it was going to be. Um, so but funny. no, yeah, it's true. Everyone's home. Everyone's available at all times. We're all kind of sick of this, like the same shit, like being advertised in like such inorganic ways. It becomes really transparent, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people are kind of being given that moment, or a lot of people are, I should say, not everyone, but a lot of people who are working from home are just have it just have this endless amount of time to kind of chip away at what they actually do want to be doing with their time and what they Mm -hmm. want to be I don't know what's fulfilling to them and what what's enriching and it's 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 hard whenever you feel that stark contrast to what someone is trying to tell you you like or tell you to do versus how you are actually feeling especially around a time like this where everything is so dark and unpredictable and sad and tragic a lot of the time it's 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 wild to see yeah i mean yeah back to the thing of like people having more power than they're aware of um i i just wonder what that would mean you know if if people like embraced either being aware of their power or embraced um, sharing more about their point of view on anything rather than kind of like sitting idly by and only presenting what what like someone has regurgitated to them and then they're like well someone else said this so I can say it too. Right because that's really someone just denying their own experience and what 
what they actually have to offer in an individual sense. And I'm not saying like you and I have like this, you know, default ability to be like, well, we know what we like and I don't, and like we don't know from that and we don't subscribe. That's not well, true. Like, yeah. Like, I'm so, so impressed on by other people. Like always. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of even, even at the beginning of this conversation, whenever I was saying how you and I really just sort of feed off mm -hmm. of what each other like because we're f close friends. It's, it's not like we are immune at all, for, for sure. Like, no, no, no one's immunity. immune. That's why we're talking about it, because it's interesting to us in our own personal experience, and we see it all the time in Absolutely. various forms. I mean, I'm so, like, I think to a fault, almost, I am impressionable. Like, I, I will read something or see someone share something and have this, like, pre- determined notion that they are they must know what they're talking about and i don't and i should probably catch up like that's that's where i i mean maybe i don't know i i feel like i'm to a fault i trust that people know what they're talking about and that's i mean that's gotten me in not trouble but you know ha had me in some questionable relationships with friends or coworkers or romantic relationships or otherwise where I've just trusted someone so much that they know what they're talking about that I didn't I didn't think well you know no one knows what they're talking about so why why am I so heavily invested in what you're saying or what you believe it is crazy and I think I think there's a fine line between being in impressionable and being curious or there's like mm -hmm. a very there's just there's a slippery slope right there in between where you have to be careful and not not fall over and into the side where you're like being not like taking advantage of as a strong way yeah. of putting it but where where you kind of lose that ability to access the curiosity of like things you actually like and that you're curious about and that you're trying to feed mm -hmm. yourself with and understand more about versus just completely toppling over into a place where you are, you now don't even really have that distinction. I think overall, I, my question, my big question uh, for all of the, like for this whole topic, this whole situation is, like who who hands out the gold stars who who is it that is defining like what what people kind of gravitate towards i don't have an answer for that because in in so many different like breakdowns of things i like in music comedy film television uh arts right um like multimedia bullshit like i i can cut from where where i stand i can define who for me symbolizes like premier talent in all of those places like i know in comedy who i lean towards and they are my those are the people i think are the best music i can name you know five artists that i think are defining the space in and literature and like 
you know, physical art. I can like name mm-hmm. artists in those spaces that I lean on. But I don't think that that's how everyone feels. And I would never argue with someone like, you know, musically, right? I would say for me personally, favorite artist of all time who I think has had one of the biggest impacts on music and popular music, right. let me identify that, popular music is Prince. I, but I would never argue with someone if they disagreed with that. I would just say, well, me, Elena, where I stand, if you wanted me to identify that and put a gold star right. on someone, yeah, it would be Prince and others. But I'm just like, who, there's no log of this. There's no one who is like guiding everyone towards whatever because we all like even the grammys are not like a scope to look through the world and decide definitely not (laughs) and they never were is the thing and it's like maybe like a long time ago but i don't think in the recent 30 years no but even a long time ago it was still just such a narrow view that people didn't realize was so narrow it's very true and defined and identified by people who were maybe a certain gender and a certain race and a certain sexual orientation (laughs) are all the same (laughs) so yeah i i would agree with that you're right it it was still kind of premeditated and what was going to be yeah i mean you're right though it's 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 just invalid (laughs) to to think that that is the only way yeah to like well and to identify what the gold stars are like i don't i don't think of like well who won album of the year last year and like I'm like, well, I guess that's the best shit out there. Like I don't think that way. Right. And I think a lot of people. And I'm not saying it. Pro- I honestly could not identify what that was. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> but, Aody, don't know. Yeah, but I know a lot about us. <laughs> but I know like albums I would have identified as like sure, pretty close yeah, in my personal choices. So, so. All of that to say, I think you and I have, like, a guiding principle on on what we like and are open if someone we trust or even someone we don't trust is like, this is really good. I would love if you would listen to it because I think you'd like it. I think that that's that's a really good point of reference. And I think sometimes people who have this, like, notion that they know all and that they are right and that no other – measurement or you know quantification or qualification or something to change their perspective they won't even listen to someone be like hey you know i think you'd like this i, I think that they're like put off by that like yeah oh, you think? i think it's really interesting you say that because i've been thinking about um this thing i read in a book i was reading um, <laughs> this thing in a book this quote thing in a book in a book i was reading so words i read recently um, so here's here are some words in a structured way that i read out of paper <laughs> sentences on pages that were bound <laughs> multiple pages <laughs> what page and how many words oh my god okay i was reading this book about what's it called it's called Genius, and it's about this physicist, Richard Feynman, who's a very, very smart man, obviously, per the title. Obviously. But, and this book is hard, let me just say. Like, you got to read about a lot of physics, and I do not know anything about physics, so it's kind of break, been breaking my brain. But all that to say, there was a really interesting sentence in there, or a couple sentences, paragraphs, 
about force and energy and how force is something with a magnitude and a direction and energy is directionless. And I just think, I think it's kind of interesting to that reflect is, on wait, that. Say it again. Force, force magnitude. Is in, force is in modern terms of vector quantity with both a magnitude and a direction. Energy is a directionless scalar meaning that it only has a magnitude. So it don't, you only can like acquire, I don't know, like mass with energy. You're not moving in any direction. And I think it's just interesting to think about that whenever you think about like the gold stars and people who are identifying what is cool and like that, that oscillation you were talking about and how it's moving constantly. And it's like, wouldn't it, isn't it more interesting to just like build this archive for yourself of what mm -hmm. you find interesting and yes, just not yes. have to I don't know. Obviously, there's so much crossover with people and socially, like, you want to engage with friends and people who you respect and whose tastes you admire and things like that. But it's not for you at that point. It's for serving something else. Yeah, and guess what? All you have at the end of the day, when you lay, lay your head down, when you put your body in a bed, or wherever you put your body when you sleep... <laughs> Maybe not a bed. Maybe you stand up like a cone head. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic cinema. Um, uh, thank you, Saturday Night Live. Uh, anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, no, but where, wherever you are at the end of the day, when you close your eyes with your giant-ass head and go to sleep, <laughs> wherever you go, if you are not satisfied with everything you have to settle in with, the fuck else like what's the point because you have to wake up right. the next day and fight through figuring out like not only is life hard in general like you and i coming from a place of privilege just yeah. default privilege in every absolutely facet life is still difficult and yeah. everyone's reality is valid because we are all human and we are all equal however it's only harder when you are fighting against this intrinsic desire of whoever you really are. And I just, I, I will never understand that. And it's so frustrating to me because I think some of the most intelligent, wonderful, smart, interesting people fight against just being who they are and like putting up this like air of like, I am... I know everything that is cool, and I will not diverge from my path, and nothing you share with me will be new information or interesting information, because I know everything, and I know how I feel about it. And that sucks. That's a bad way to be. Hell yeah. In I agree. In my opinion, because that is just mindless energy. Well, that's, that's like when you stop learning. Oh my god, yes! There's so many people who have stopped learning. When you just are absorbing what is being given to you in a very topical way, then that's that's not learning. That's not like that's not challenging yourself and that I don't know. I think that's I think that's one of the bigger problems too. That's probably a whole different conversation, honestly. That is an entire different conversation, but you're right. You're right. I think a lot of this could be 
I don't even think it's a problem to be solved. I think it's just an abstract, interesting observation of the way people can be in artistic, um, artistic environments, artistic yeah. fields that it, it can be in, almost intoxicating to fabricate an air of like, I know what I'm talking about always. Absolutely. <laughs> you, that's a bargaining chip. That's a way to be manipulative. It's a whoa. Is it? It's a way to be manipulative. It's a way to construct, you know, a, a ladder for yeah. yourself and be like, no, no, no. My angle is. I'm not even going to explain it to you. Just trust me. Yeah. I know what I'm just talking follow, about. Just follow the leader. Follow me, and I'll follow someone else, and we'll just follow each other into oblivion. Yeah kind of spooky I won't. I won't do it I know I have done it I I was just gonna say I used to I used to be like really trying to fit into um fit into something I didn't even understand I just knew I really wanted to fit in <laughs> yeah because that's human nature yeah we we are born wanting to fit in yeah and I'm not saying like now I'm like this alt Enigma. No. no, we are not like out here. Like we don't subscribe. We don't We're very like, normal, I would say. I mean, I'll listen to a Nickelback song and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I will so, too. I will too. I will. I will. I will cry when I meet a Backstreet Boy, and I have. Yeah, I also did. So. <laughs> Correct us if we are wrong. But I don't think this conversation has been super pretentious or like I don't I don't know maybe Observe it has it. been. No, I just think oh I think God. there's like I think there's like a social commentary and criticism on all of this stuff that just is important to think about if you exist or operate within the pop culture space or entertainment. Like it's a social responsibility to just assess your surroundings. And process what's going on and have a point of view and be able to have a point of view just project that in a way that's constructive and is helping something yeah i think that if we had to come out of this thing saying like you know what is our request what is the big ask why why talk about this i think the point is to be like we're all in this together. We're all in, especially yes, in the world in general, <laughs> as people. But also, I think that in a smaller, like you said, microcosm kind of having like a vision microscope on that uh, is just like right. It, it doesn't need to be a combative space. Like it can be mutually beneficial. It can be a, a space that. We all learn yeah. from each other rather than alienating each other. Um, and I would just, I personally, in my day-to-day -day life, I feel a lot of the communication is combative because everyone wants, doesn't, no one wants to be presenting themselves as if they don't know something. And I, yeah. Right. And even if it's not, even if it's not combative yeah. in an outright way, there are definitely microaggressions and different things you can pick up on from, from scenarios that are just that are just real. 
I mean, I think, again, in our collective experience can confirm that that is a very true reality of, I mean, really, really any person's life in any, I don't know, I feel like working in entertainment doesn't make us, like, special, and lots lots of people deal with things and aggressions and combative uh, just attitudes, like you were saying, in different fields. But I think, yeah, I think going back to everything we've been talking about for the past hour about this the through line yeah. is that this uh, this like battle to know what is cool and to be the person who's dictating that or a part of the thing that's dictating that is is just toxic ultimately mm-hmm. i mean in a lot of ways just like again based on my own personal experience and what i've seen instead of having this like preconceived angle that has no foundation and is just basically like a model home of an opinion um like why don't why don't we instead be honest with each other and if we don't know something say it or like be real if you're going to a show just to be there like that's fine but don't act like you're too cool for it when it's fourth line down on uh bill I'm saying. Yep. You were there. You went. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a transparency that would be good. That's all I'm asking. signed off on our first episode and potentially future episodes with um two different games or three games actually um one of them it's a word association game and the other one is called silly share see a stat share a stat and the third game is say something that no one has ever said before so let's just go one at a time and we can describe them as we go um which one would you like to do first let's start with say something no one has ever said before Okay, well, I think I have two because I couldn't decide. (laughs) Okay, I also have two. Okay, so wait. (laughs) All right, so. This is our first time doing this, so we're really workshopping this right now. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. Okay, so let me, hold on, let me read mine. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, what's it going to be okay. on the edge of my seat? Okay, okay, so you pick a number from, I numbered mine just now, so you pick a number one or two, and I'll do one of them. Okay, two. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you have to do it, maintain the integrity. I can't, okay, I will. Okay, I'm going to do it in a voice, because I had a vision for this. Okay, Okay, hold on. Let me read it. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. How do I want to do this? Okay, so mine's like like a line. It's like a line. Okay. It's like it's a line that's setting up. Okay, I'm going to just, three, two, one, go. (laughs) Hi, my name's Detective Gas, and I'm here to plot for the dishwashing job. Oh my god! (laughs) What? Oh my god. No one's ever said that before. Detective what? What do you think I said? 
Did you say Detective Gas? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> Why? I'm just kidding. I love you so much. I just can't believe you said that. <laughs> I can. <laughs> so I couldn't think of... I. As, this was my idea. Okay, so this is a game I used to play with my cousins at the beach and we would make my brother say things <laughs> that no one ever said before and the only way i could come up with a, a thing is if i imagined it like i was writing a sketch and like setting it up so see that's what i took a i took a very different approach <laughs> oh when, my god no but that's amazing okay say something was, no one has ever said before Okay, so, but no one's ever said what I said. No, they, they absolutely have not. Detective Gas is applying for the dishwashing job. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good. So that, that really set it up. That. So let me, yes. I was just say, let me pick a number and you have to say it. And then you can tell me your thought process. Okay. Don't tell me before. Are they numbered? You cannot lie. Um, yes, they're numbered. Well, I mean, there are only two, and I, I have. You okay, could you're put right. two gonna, on the first I'm gonna write one. the number down, so so it's real. You have to number. You have to write it down. Yeah, it's real. Okay. Mine have numbers. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. The first number I see okay. is two. <clears throat> so two. For two, I wrote or <clears throat> I said. Um, Mr. Brightside was fan fiction. Brandon Flowers wrote about the Teletubby Sun Baby. <laughs> the Teletubby Sun Baby. The Teletubby Sun Baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking it, about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the little baby in the sun. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Obviously. Honestly, I obviously get it. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I see the baby just singing. Exactly. It now, it's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's really beautiful. I also imagined it like he was in a cage and he like got busted out of the cage and that's how he got to Oh the my sun. god. I honestly I went and looked up <laughs> the Teletubby Sun Baby after I wrote that and I learned that it's a girl, so it actually doesn't really apply to this. But I just wanted yes, to be honest does. that I fact-checked myself after, but I still thought it was pretty funny, so I kept it. <laughs> Thank you. You're that. welcome. Okay. okay, guys, just so we remember how this one's going to go, Aubrey picked five words and didn't tell me them. I picked five words and didn't tell her them. And it's a word association game, so she's going to read me her five words and I'm going to respond and then going to flip the, flip the switch on that and do it the other way. And then each of us has to pick one of these things and draw it. This is funny because Aubrey can draw and I cannot draw. So it will be an interesting game for all reasons. This is, okay, yeah, this so, is funny for many reasons. Yep. Okay. So, Aubrey, you go first and I will just respond. Are you ready? I have never been more ready. <laughs> okay. First word, tuxedo. Jacket. Snake. Pie. Puzzle. 
Dave? Glass. No. Nail. Baby. Okay. Interesting. Baby nail. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm sorry. I I don't know where Dave came from either. (laughs) Was that for puzzle? Yes. Interesting. I just imagined a guy doing a puzzle, and my brain immediately named him. Have you ever done a puzzle with the guy named Dave? I don't know the last time I touched a puzzle. Okay. So that was pretty good. That's hard. That's hard to do. I'm nervous. I'm not. You're nervous. Yeah, because it's it's just like it's so fast, and my brain doesn't move that quickly sometimes when I'm under pressure. You just say the word. Like this is like Freud's dream. I know. All right, you ready? All right. First word is glory. Sun. Sun. Yeah. Heaviest. Boxer. (laughs) Lemon. Lime. Scatter. Brain. Sailing. Handkerchief. (laughs) Hey. All right. Well, um, I have all of my work cut out for me there. Yeah. That. There you go. That's (laughs) that's what I did. It was beautiful. Thank Um, you, Elena. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for playing. Um. So now, why don't you introduce your game? Oh yeah. So this game is called See a Stat, Say a Stat, uh, which I had a little bit of trouble with. But <laughs> it was your game. I came up with this idea, and then I could not complete the assignment while I was trying to prep for this. But um, <laughs> anyway, the idea is that Elena and I both choose one silly stat and one serious stat and bring them prepared to our podcast recording. And then we count down, and on the count of three, or I guess count up, or Count down and on the count of, how do you say that? So th- we're going to say three, two, one. Count, that's counting, counting down. Counting down. And on the count of one, yeah. we're going to say silly or serious. And whatever Elena says, I have to read my stat corresponding with what she says and vice versa. So, um, yeah, I tried I tried to procure two stats, but I don't really think I succeeded. So we'll just see what happens. I don't know what makes a statistic. I got confused. Yeah, after me a while. too. That's the thing. It took me so long. I was like digging around online trying to find interesting it's stats like and percentages and numbers and amounts. I think is what makes a stat. So I think I think we're going to be pretty loose with our definition of what a stat is. Is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, mine are pretty fucking loose. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love them so much, and they have so much to say beyond what they literally say. <laughs> but, okay, so you want to count it down? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. I really hope you say the right one. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> count down. Okay. Three, two, one, silly. Serious. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, you do the silly first. Oh, God, are you sure? I'm sure. Oh, my God, it's so stupid. (laughs) Do you want me to go first? 
No, I really won't. Okay, know. go. Two <clears> percent <throat> of American adults believe that Mitt Romney's first name is Mitt. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Mittens Romney. No. <laughs> Wait, what was that percentage? Two. <laughs> Um, all right, well, my serious stats are kind of sad. Well, so was mine. I actually, I found a, yeah, okay, I found a few. Um, let's see. I think the one that struck me the most was that alcohol sales were up 243% in the week ending March 21st with the coronavirus. Well, I have to be real. I never bought alcohol. I do not drink in my house mm-hmm. on normal days. And in Corona world, I, for some reason, break up my day with drinking wine at night. Yeah. Not like getting shit-faced. I just right. have a good glass of wine. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I think it's like a, people want ways to like break up their day. Totally. But I wanted, I wonder, that stat, uh-huh. is it accounting for consumer like direct consumer purchases or is it also is it like is it accounting for like what does that encompass because when people used to go out to bars Mm -hmm. did it also count those drink you know what i mean like i wonder if it just means like consumer sales like direct to consumer not like at a bar it talks about online sales i mean i use drizzly so (laughs) yeah yeah this is not an ad for drizzly but it can be (laughs) Yeah, it says okay. I'll I'll read I'll read this article just so you're aware. I got it from Market Watch and it was published by the Associated Press. So they said U.S. sales of alcohol beverages rose 55 percent in the week ending March 21st, according to market research firm Nielsen. Spirits like tequila, gin, and premixed cocktails led the way, with sales jumping 75 percent compared to the same period last year. Wine sales were up 66 percent, while beer sales rose 42 percent, and online sales far outpaced in store sales. Nielsen said online alcohol sales are up 243%. So I guess it is out, it's online sales specifically. Yeah. Damn. So those are our stats. Mittens those Romney. Stats. Mittens <laughs> Romney is drunk is basically what we're telling and you. Detective Gas needs a job. While watching the Teletubbies baby. Seeing Mr. Brightside. Tracks. <laughs> And Dave is doing a puzzle <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere Dave is doing a puzzle, that's for sure. All right, well, should we just push stop? Do we need to say anything else? Uh, tune in next week when we cover <laughs> something that you will find out about. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. What, what do you think we should say? I don't know. I'm, I'm open to I don't know. Everyone. Maybe just like, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Good chat. <laughs> Good chat. I'll follow up with you. We'll circle back with next week's information. Let's do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> that was good. We will circle back with 